A really warm welcome to the latest Clear River View podcast, the podcast that we dedicate to the exciting world of river cruise holidays. My name's Andy Harmer and I'm the Managing Director of Clear in the UK and Ireland. Now I'm here to tell you that our focus for this podcast is entirely on the Nile. Uh, It is an incredibly exciting destination. It's one where we've seen huge growth in recent years. And so uh, we are using the expertise of one person to tell us all about the Nile, and that is Todd Ney from Amma Waterways, based all the way out in California. He will be telling us all about some of the amazing attractions uh, that you'll discover on the Nile, plus some of the do's and don'ts of visiting the region. I'm also here to tell you that we have announced the details of our first Riverview conference. It will take place in the exciting city of Budapest between Sunday the 20th and Tuesday the 22nd of March 2022. And the event will include multiple ship visits, so a real opportunity to explore a number of different ships. Plus our conference sessions, our networking trade fair, and the opportunity to discover Budapest. There are more details of the Riverview Conference 2022, and you'll find those on cruising.org. But now back for the main reason that we're here, and this is Todd Ney from Amma Waterways talking about the Nile. So delighted to be joined by a real expert in the region, and that's Todd Ney from Amma Waterways. And Todd, I believe you're joining us all the way from California. So how is California this morning? Well, I can tell you we're in Calabasas, right outside Los Angeles, and uh, today's temperature high, uh, 40 Celsius, so it's way too hot. And you may have all known what Calabasas is, because if you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, this is where the Calabasas is, and they're always blocking the streets, filming at the local mall and stuff like that. So you're in a famous neighborhood as well, that's what I love. But but that that temperature sounds brutal. Yeah, it is. It's it's terrible. <laughs> so how long have you been with Amma Waterways? Um, I've been with Amma Waterways since uh, the spring of 2015. Wow, so good a good while. And you have a great uh, set of destinations to look after. So Egypt and Africa. So how is that? How is it as a region? Um, well, you know, everything came to a standstill, yeah. you know, over the last 14 months. But it's starting to open up now. Um, I look at, you know, people worried about vaccinations and local population and so on like that. And everything seems to be on track. Um, and for Africa, South Africa, we actually have our first departure uh, coming in at the end of June or July. And we're still all full steam ahead for Egypt in um, early September. The tourism industry will all be vaccinated by them in Egypt. All the employees, the same with South Africa. They all have priority for vaccination so guests will feel more comfortable. Fantastic. Uh, well, we, we we very much look forward to tourism restarting and river cruising restarting. That, that pent-up demand will be uh, fantastic, I'm sure. In, in terms of, uh, and our focus today is the Nile, but of course Egypt sure. is, is a much bigger destination than, than just the Nile. So for those people who have never been, give us a sense of that destination. So I say, in my heart, I look at Egypt like when I was a kid, we would read things like the pyramids, Cleopatra, the Nile River. It was ingrained in us as a child. 
And it's always stayed with me. And I remember the first time I did go to Egypt and seeing the pyramids, it was something uh, inside me that said, holy, holy cow. And my career has always been product development. I've worked for other tour, a couple of tour operators and so on. So I've always traveled. And I always say that, okay, I've been to 91 countries and that's not bragging. That's economy seats, middle seats, jet lag. I can tell you right now, it's but 91 countries. And of those 91 countries, I can honestly say Egypt is in the top three. And why? And by the way, that's an impressive number of countries visited. And I'm not bragging. Trust me. No, listen. It's a it's a great yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm a similar lover of travel. I've traveled a lot. Uh, I've never been to Egypt, I should say, but um, I love the experience yeah. of traveling and arriving in new places, etc. But but why is Egypt in your top three? Um, like I said, it was you know from the childhood, and it's it's almost because. The temples, the tombs, 3,500 years ago. How did they build these things? How did they get the stones there? You know, the Nile, the longest river in the world, so is the Amazon. They're both around 4,300 miles. Was that 6,500 kilometers, something like that? And uh, anyways, 4,300 miles long. So many things that the Egyptians started with, the ancient Egyptians, we still do today. They were like... I hate, in a way, I say they were the trendsetters. They started things. We have been influenced by them so many different ways. And, uh, you know, I actually tell people things like, you know, some of these temples have swimming pools. They were swimming. Really? Yeah, it's just, well, you can't swim in them now. They filled them right, up with yeah. <laughs> I always say this thing about, like, even in Cairo, where, you know, coffee houses, you know, you know like Starbucks, um, that's yeah. the most famous one. Yeah. Um, they came around UK, you North America, middle nineties. Right. But in Egypt, they were going to coffee houses, 1750, 1760. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it took us a while to catch on, but we caught on, right? <laughs> um, you know, and of course we have these things like mummies, King Tut, things that have, you know, we've all been fascinated with. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. Um, it sounds listen I'm, I'm so going to want to go as soon as we've finished talking today but but let's start with Cairo because that's quite a city I understand and presumably that's a good place to start a river cruise if you're heading down the Nile so as as a city is it is it uh, walkable is it is it uh, is the food incredible tell us a bit about the, the city okay so uh Cairo itself of course that's where the pyramids are in Giza just outside of Cairo, but it's Cairo itself, a city of about 24 million people. Wow. And interesting, Cairo is an Arabic word for conquer. So it's kind of a cool name. You just don't think of where these names come from. Um, So 23 million people. I have to be honest with you, it's pretty chaotic in Cairo. But and that's why we took we actually um, took a hotel or we're working with a hotel that's on the river. And it kind of insulates you from the city um, with the swimming pool and stuff like that. So I wouldn't call Cairo a walkable city. Uh, I'd call it like uh, it's a great city to go out and explore as a group for the daytime. But in the nighttime, more than likely, you'll probably stay at the hotel, um, stuff like that to relax. Um, um, It's a great city. The vibrancy is it's all there. Um, It's a big city. That makes sense. 
yeah, indeed. It, it's great somebody. It's great from somebody from Los Angeles calling another city chaotic and uh, busy and everything. But uh, actually, yeah, um, yeah. Coming <laughs> to work today, I you know, a freeway, a crash on the freeway. I go, well, I'm gonna make it. All the die turn took an extra, you know, forty five minutes to get here, but I got here. So. <laughs> Tell us a bit about the river cruise itself. So, so from from embarkation, what's the duration, and uh, you know, where do you start, and when's the best time to go? Yeah, so sure. Okay, so for in Cairo itself, um, you know, uh, we're three nights there and we'll do the pyramids, the Sphinx and, uh, you know, the great grand new museum that will open up probably in early 2021. Right. And there'll be like 30,000 additional antiquities that have never been seen by the public wow. at this brand new museum. And then from Cairo, we fly south, about an hour's flight to Luxor, which is the ancient capital, and we'll cruise the Nile for seven nights. Um, it'll be a round trip Luxor. Along the way, we visit ancient temples as well as tombs. And I've always had a fascination with tombs. And uh, what's kind of unique about the Nile, as you cruise down the Nile, temples are on the east side, which is the sun rises. Egyptians didn't say sunrise. They said the birth of the day. Oh, so wow. the temples are on the east side. Tombs are on the west side. And why are they on the west side? Because the sun sets. Egyptians didn't say sunset. They said the death of the day. And that's why the tombs, for the most part, are on the west side. Fascinating. And how they thought these things out is absolutely amazing. So that, that's my new favorite thing about the Nile, that I am going to share that fact because I, I never knew that either. So that's that's fascinating. It's pretty cool. And, um, you know, one of the neat things we visit along the way that very, very few people get to see is uh, the, the tomb of Queen Nefertari. And this tomb was built by King Ramses for Queen Nefertari. She died at the age of 45, which is like 110 in today's years, right? Yeah. But the amazing thing about King Ramses, he didn't die, they say, anywhere between 66 and 92 years. That's like living till 200 years. It's kind of amazing. And he built this tomb for Queen Nefertari. And um, on the west side of the Nile, the tomb itself is about 5,500 square feet. When you walk through the tomb, you'll see little stories that King Ramses wrote to Queen Nefertari. You know, he hand wrote on the walls. The colors are amazing, but very few people get to go into this tomb. And uh, it's kind of ignored through the night, you know, up until the 80s. And they started digging around. 1990s, a little more digging around, and they finally opened it up, but very few people see it because um, to get into this tomb, you have to pre-book it well in advance, and the entrance fee to get in this tomb, which is we include with AMA, is uh, my cost, 130 US dollars, so what's that, 90 pounds? Yeah. Just to get in, and uh, so that's why companies don't include it, because they think it's uh, too expensive. And the other neat thing, we see the tombs, we see the uh, temples. What we also explore are the Nubians. Who were the Nubians? They were the original settlers of this part of the Nile. Um, they're like the indigenous, like that, you know, the First Nations in Canada, the Inuit. They were the first ones there. Where did they come from? Mm, probably, they think, the Central Sahara. Um, and they migrated to northern Sudan and the islands on the Nile in the southern part of Egypt. They probably arrived around 8,000 BC. 
And if you think about it, ancient Egypt didn't really start until around 3500 BC. So they are the original settlers. And uh, so we'll visit their villages. They, uh, they live on the islands. Absolutely amazing the way they built their villages. Wow. Wow. Amazing. So it's round trip Luxor. So do you do certain excursions on the way down and certain excursions, but on the way back? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so we visit temples and we visit uh, the Nubian villages. We visit the tombs. You know, there's Komombo, which is an amazing temple. Komombo was built like, uh, you know, for two gods, Sobek, uh, who was the crocodile god, and Horus, who was the falcon head god. And uh, what's really neat about this temple is that you'll find mummified crocodiles. And at one time, there were a lot of crocodiles in this part of the Nile. And um, so that's a, a really unique uh, temple. When you walk the temples, people say, oh, there's so much walking, you know, how does this all work? They are correct. The walking tours of the temples take anywhere from one hour to two hours. Right. And so you should be able to, you need to really, you know, stand yeah. and walk for a couple of hours. And uh, of course we have our own Egyptologists, you know, the, the Amadaya holds 72 guests, but we split them up into three groups. So your small groups of 20 to 23 people for the whole trip. And Egyptologists, yes, they're university educated. They have a special license from the government. Um, they're great. So they'll travel with you uh, the, the whole time. Um, there was, uh, it's, um, it's a pretty special thing to do. So every day, different walking tours. Uh, I should say that the um, temples, they are the way they were 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. So there's really no ramps, stairways, right. stuff like that. And that's why you kind of need yeah. to walk. So um When's the best time to travel? Yeah. Well, I know the Brits like the heat. Uh, I'm not one. If you were in 40 Me degrees. Me neither. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, so if you want, we only cruise from September to December and January through June. Okay. To me, we don't sail in August and July. Simply, it's way too hot. And I mean, the weather's dry uh, all the time. Usually, Cairo gets a couple of inches of rain a year. So if I was going, I would always say anywhere from mid-October uh, through mid-April. But if you love the heat, go in May and June or September. Um, but bring your sun hat, bring your sunblock, and um, you'll do just fine. And plenty of water, presumably. Plenty of water. Uh, yes, and we supply water the whole trip. <laughs> take it with you. And uh, we'll even have walking sticks. Right. To turn into uh, seats so you temporarily you can sit as you're doing the tunes and stuff like that. Um, it's good. It's well, it sounds amazing. And the ship, so the ship sounds like it's smaller than you'd find on a European river. Presumably, that's by design. It it is. Um, uh, to, to tell you the truth, uh, the ship has thirty six cabins, so seventy two guests. Um, I'm going to call it a brand new ship, sort of, kind of, and and the reason for that is because on the Nile they only allow a certain amount of ships to cruise. So for us to get onto the Nile. You, you really need to buy a license and a ship. So we right. did that a couple of years ago and we put that ship in the shipyard and we stripped it down to its bare bones and we rebuilt it up to a brand new ship. 16 rooms are suites, 18 rooms are regular rooms. Of course, there's the pool, we have a wellness coach, um, lunch and dinner, uh, we always include local wine, local beer. And we also like Europe, uh, we do our sip and sail, which is our complimentary happy hour yeah. before dinner. 
And uh, the ship does have an elevator. It's actually five uh, decks, but we do have an elevator, so you don't need to worry about that. And I know the Brits love their uh, swimming pools and stuff, so we do have a pool up at the top, and uh, no problem there. And um, of course, we'll, we also have uh, our chef's table, which is a special intimate restaurant. And because it's Egypt and the weather is warm, uh, most of the time this restaurant will be outdoor on a deck. It's oh, kind of neat. And the food, uh, we'll try to get some Mediterranean Egyptian food in there, but we'll also, of course, what you're used to, continental food, Western food and stuff like that. So you'll always have a choice, gluten-free, vegan, so on, no problem, we'll take care of that. And then in terms of the guests who are traveling, uh, is this one of those destinations that's for people who've maybe river cruised a number of times already and want to try somewhere different? Or do you get people who specifically want to head down the Nile? Well, like I said earlier, you know, the Nile is a pretty special place. And, uh, you know, it's something really the only way to see Egypt is on a cruise, uh, you know, down the Nile. Um, so you'll get a mixture of both. But just looking at our clientele that have booked Egypt, um, I would honestly say, don't quote me on this, but probably 60, 65 percent have cruised Europe, okay. you know, the riverways of Europe or the Mekong. Um, yeah, so they, a lot of them are repeat and clientele that, you know, once you've done Europe, this is another destination. They're always looking for new places to go. So if you're a River Cruise fan, you know, uh, yeah, you want to keep doing that. Once you've done it once, you got to come back, right? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Just finally, um, you've mentioned a lot of places so far. Is there a place that's really special to you, a place that you would say is, is one of your highlights? Um, I will tell you the really special place, of course, the pyramids because the first time you see, uh, yeah. but the other highlight, um, I would have to say is Abu Simbel. What is Abu Simbel? This incredible, uh, temple that was built on the banks of the Nile, about a hundred miles south of Aswan. So the only way to get there, that's our, Aswan is our southernmost point that we do on the Nile. To get there, you got to fly. And... Uh, Abu Simbel was built by King Ramses for Queen Nefertari, you know, and uh, he built it on the banks of the Nile and it was pretty much inhabited, you know, they used it for about a thousand years and then it was abandoned. Back in 1950s, early 60s, they built a dam, um, building a dam called Lake, uh, the Aswan Dam. Yeah. The lake behind that dam that was going to form is Lake Nasser. Lake Nasser, as the lake was going to fill, was going to cover Abu Simbel, this incredible temple. So the Egyptian government took it apart, brick by brick by brick, moved it up the hill 900 feet and rebuilt it. But what I got to tell you about Abu Simbel, which is so amazing, is um, there's a grand entrance. You walk down this hallway and there's a statue of King Ramses. On February 22nd and October 22nd of each year, as the sun comes up over the horizon or the birth of the day, right. the first rays of light that come over the horizon shine through that door onto the statue of King Ramses. How did they figure out February 22nd and October 22nd for the first rays to go through that door? Now, February 22nd, why that day? That was King Ramses' birthday. No. October 22nd, why did they figure out on that day? That was his coronation. 
so again, it's these things that these were smart people. They, they, they had a, so to me, the history behind Abu Simbel and, uh, you know, where it is today, um, that's me, to me. It's an optional trip to get down there. Um, they only allow a certain amount of people each day to get to this temple. Right. Um, but with Ama, you can pre-book it, so you're guaranteed a seat on the flight. So I would have to say, after I've seen the pyramids, of course, that's an amazing thing. Abu Simbel is uh, second on my list. Uh, it, listen, it, you've sold it to me. I'm booking immediately, and uh, I can't. I, I can't wait to see the pyramids, as you say. I think it's that iconic view that um, I guess so many people are looking forward to. But Todd, thank you so much for talking right. to us. Thank you so much for talking about the destination. It sounds amazing, and we wish you well for the season on the Nile. Thank you. Um, good wishes to everybody over there in the UK. Right? Thank you. Thanks. Bye bye.